You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy. Hello, you're listening to The Happiness Hub and we are in our final week of the Happy Happy Six Weeks well pro- well, Wellness Programme. Can't even say it, never mind doing it. <laughs> So we're, we are coming to the end. Um, last week, we talked about food and exercise, some massive subjects there. And you can't talk about wellness without including things around your nutrition, around your activities and things. And it all kind of links in because some of the new habits we talked about getting outside. We just had Mental Health Awareness Week, which is all about getting outside and, and nature and how good that can be for you. All the, the kind of weeks of uh, LinkedIn. Our last week is going to be about letting go. And this is this is your week, Ben, as well, isn't it? This is your kind of your your theme to tie everything up nicely. Saying I it think it is, of- yeah. But firstly, isn't it sad we've come to the end of the happy happy? Yeah. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Our Sunday meetups, nattering, catching up how people have got on. Yeah, um, it's been really yeah, good. So the, the idea of letting go is is a nice way to finish, really, because in some ways you would think it could be the first week you want to let things go before you get started, but. I think sometimes you need to kind of work on the basis and work your way up. You know, like now when we talk about the idea of letting go, which I'm, we're going to explore in this in this podcast, um, it kind of makes more sense after the weeks we've had mm-hmm. and why it makes sense and why we can let go a bit easier than we think. And it's all about the power of awareness, because if you've noticed, if you have been doing the app and you're listening to the podcast, you'll notice that everything we've done, is really about awareness, you know, being aware of things you're grateful for, being aware of self-care, being aware of your health and your well-being and sense of food, being aware of being kind and, and giving things back to the community. Mm-hmm. So the idea of this is being is being aware of actually the power of letting go. And um, and I really want to is the, I probably want to start with the gold nugget and then we can dissect it really. But if you could take anything away, rather than do the cliffhanger at the end and the climax, I'm going to say it now. The core of this, for me, of letting go, is this biggest myth that we get told. We're not even told. It's kind of ingrained in us all our life, which is if we let go, the scenario wins. Mm-hmm. If we let go, the, pers- the other person wins. If we let go, the politicians win. If we let go, basically... The other people win and we lose. And it's the, it's the absolute opposite. By holding on, they win. Mm-hmm. Because every day, you know, the, 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 the post that I've put in, I've shared many times on my own personal um, work page, sorry, is, you know, the f- famous Buddha quote, which is holding on to resentment or holding on. It's like holding on to hot coals. The only person burning is you. The politicians don't care. Your ex doesn't care. Your neighbor doesn't care. That is burning you. You're drinking from that poison chalice. And it's something that we've been kind of taught. If we let it go, we're weak. But actually, by letting it go, we win. Mm -hmm. By letting it go, we're happier. By letting it go, we're freer. So I wanted to kind of start with this premise, and we'll probably explore it and pick it apart as we go through this podcast, because this is, for me, one of the golden nuggets of well-being, that we think by letting go, we've lost And it's the biggest lie ever. By letting go, we win. Because otherwise, we continue to be a victim to whatever the thing is you're holding on to. Now, yes, I'm not saying you can let go of it straight away, but you can start to observe and be aware that you are holding on to something. And that is the first key to letting go. But there's so much power in going, right, there's a choice here. Is this worth me holding on to? 
And that little voice in your head is some people call it the ego, but not ego is in big head, but mm. some people call it that little chitter chattery voice, the monkey chatter. That little monkey chatter will go, uh, no, no, you can't let it go because they deserve it. Yeah, you, you probably, you are right. You might be right in your assumptions about the person or the scenario, but it's now burning you, not them. Mm-hmm. And it's something that um, I, I know I'm going to repeat a lot in this session, but it's, it's something with clients that people, you can see their faces drop because they don't realise that actually by the whole non-stuff for no reason. I want to, why? And it's, uh, because I, because they feel they've lost. They feel they've given up if they let go. And actually you've won if you let go because you take your power back in your life over whatever scenario it was. Some things take a little bit longer, yeah. But making that decision to start the process of I want to let this go. I do not want this to be my story any longer. That, from a mental health point of view, is a, is a massive step into feeling better. That is a really big decision to make, though, isn't it? Because you were saying about that some people have been like this for, for a long time, and some of these scenarios and things have maybe been going on for a long time as well. But being able to say, I don't want to do it anymore. I mean, from my perspective, when I, see, when I saw clients, I had a lot of people come to me and they're just driving themselves nuts about thinking about things so it's something that's happened in the past and they just keep they're just dwelling on it and they're they're with it and they just can't let it go um and some people come in they're like I, I just got this thing going on in my head and I can't stop worrying or being anxious about it and I, I don't want to be like this but they don't know how to let it go what would you say to Ah, well, I've got a technique which I'm coming on to in a bit ah. as well. But I just want to go back to this. And now we said that we purposely put letting go in week six, which is a weird, you know, on paper, a weird place to put it. But now we know why, because in week four, we did about habits and about building new habits, because all that's happened and now you can understand it. So we've seen the difference that people have had from making new habits, that a lot of things they were in were just out of habits. The, the habit of moaning about stuff rather than being grateful, the habit of not helping people, you know, the habit of, you know, that all these subtle habits we didn't realize we just did. They, they were just they were just you. That, that's me. I moan about the weather. I, I, I watch the news all day. It's a habit. And that's why it's perfect for letting go is week six, because we holding on to stuff. You've got free will. And I'm not here to judge you at all. If you want to hold on to whatever you want to hold on to, it's free will. and I'm not here to judge, but it's a habit. That's what's happened. We've just got so used to moaning about our ex and hating our ex or hating the government or hating your work colleagues or hating your boss or hating the job or hating the weather. All these different things we don't realize we become a victim to. Because we come, we we were self victim to the weather every day. When it rains, people say, "What a miserable day!" Straight away, we're wiping out that day, and we're becoming a victim to the weather. So it's it's these things about being aware. And I will answer your question, I promise. But the that's what I'm saying about the habit. That yeah. It's a habit of I moan about my ex because he's a numpty. Well, he probably is, but every time you moan about <laughs> him or bring him up or her um, or them, they, yeah. you know that they they're still you're still giving them your power and they're not worthy so wasting your time on it aren't you as well yeah exactly and that's the thing this is what i'm saying about how you win by actually letting go because you're thinking by you moaning about your i'm just using an ex an example let's just keep that because rather than keep changing the subject save us an ex it's a big one people won't let go of no they're thinking yeah but he's treating me bad he did this he did that or she did this and she did that but and you're like if i said to you would you want them to have any power over you they're like no but they have, if you still talk about them and still hate them, because the hate's within you, it's not within them. They're and just going about their business completely exactly. unaware of it, yeah. 
So to go back to your question, so the first stage of any shifting energetically within or patterns is observation. That's the power of awareness. The whole course has been about awareness. And when you start to observe that, oh, I'm holding on to this, that's enough. Make a little shift. And that is enough for today. Because most times you don't realize that you were holding on and were moaning about stuff and complaining and, and being a victim to a lot of things, holding on to them hot coals because we've just done it out of habit. But so many teachers and books have been written on the power of awareness, the power of just becoming an observer. Like, oh, I see what I'm doing. I'm about to meet my mate and moan about my ex. Ah, okay. Or you're, you're with your friend having a coffee and you go to say it. And even if you go to say it and then you go, ah, I see what I'm doing. That is enough to start making pathway changes. Your brain starts making new pathways just by that observation mm -hmm. of what you were going to do. So by observing or being aware of your patterns, that helps let things go. So what happens a lot of times, going back to your question now, where things run in our brain, and they're running as us, and we think that that is us. That worry is us. That is us. And actually, I know it feels really bad and, and incessant, but it isn't us. It's just a pattern and routine. Your brain runs on patterns and routines. So if you've trained your brain to be negative, it will then automatically spit in negative thoughts. So it's nothing, again, to be ashamed of, nothing that you've done wrong. It's, we all do it. We've all done it. And I still spot things in my mind. But I used to be the worst for self-abuse, you know, all things I should have done, chundering over things. So the first thing to get go to speak about in your question is to say to your clients or say to the person listening to this, just become aware of what you're thinking. So what I did this for the, uh, I'll tell you a quick story of a, a lady um, that I had a client, one of my oldest clients, um, she must be late seventies. Mm -hmm. And she said, my mind just doesn't shut up. So I was like, okay. So I explained that your mind is running because it's run out of pattern. It's run out of habit you know, and you feed it by just, you know, being part of it. When you take a second to stop and go, right, am I this thought or am I the one observing this thought? Mm -hmm. And there's a difference, but it's subtle, but massive that that thought isn't me. It's just a pattern. It's running in the background. But what, what you'll find is by observing it, it starts to lose its energy. That, that sometimes for me, it's like, like a million cars going ding, 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 in my head. But the cars start to slow down. So what I said to this woman was, I said, right, what we're going to do is a little technique. I want you to tell me what you're thinking. And I said, I don't need to get involved with it. I want you to observe your thoughts and just tell me neutrally, not good or bad, what you're thinking. And I said, once you've told me, go back to your brain and then tell me what you're thinking next. So she went, yep, okay. So I went, right, okay, go. And she went, well, I'm really, really worried about picking my husband up because the traffic's really bad. I went, oh, nope. I said, I'm not. I said, right. You're worried about picking your husband up. What else? Um, well, I'm a bit nervous about flying next month. because This is before COVID. Um, because we're going here. Oh, yeah, okay. You're nervous about flying. What else? And, and you can see how her, naturally her patterns were to emotionalize yeah. the thought rather than just be aware of it. She kind of got used to what I was trying to do. And by the fifth or sixth thing, she stopped and went, my mind's quiet. And I went, it's just because you've observed and realized and that it isn't you. It's just something going on. 
that by observing it and calling it out, mm-hmm. it actually lose. And because what she was doing was we, what we all do is energetically get involved with the thoughts and then they just become plumper and they stay. When you just neutrally observe them. So if you're worrying about something, go, oh, I'm worrying about something. And it sounds weird and so simple, it's annoying to hear. And I'm not saying it goes straight away, but every time you observe it, it lose a little bit of its power. And she said she it's the first time her mind has been quiet for okay. years. And and it's all it was was just can you see the difference? It sounds so subtle. Mm-hmm. I stopped to getting emotionally involved. I stopped her expanding on it. I just said, just tell me what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Next, next, next. And eventually her brain ran out. And, uh, and one final thing is what I told one client to do, well, quite a few actually have done it. People find their mind chatter before bed is lie there. And, and it sounds weird, but just sit there, observe it and go, right, off you go, cocker. What have you got to say? <laughs> and it will go, uh, at first it would stutter because it's weird. To, it's, it's been called out. And then it will go, right, you need to do that tomorrow. Yeah, I need to do that tomorrow. What else? Well, that person said that awful thing. Yep, she did. What else? And I promise you, as you observe it and just let it say, but don't let it, it would slowly get quieter. And and that's the key. It's stages. You've got to train it. It's not going to happen overnight, but you'll feel relief from day one. When I was looking for something to do for our fun on Friday for letting go, and we could talk about what we picked for that later um but there was um a headspace video but uh there was one where it described it exactly as you said about your thoughts being cars going by on a motorway and to take yourself out of it and sit up on the hill and just watch them go by and he says every so often like a car will go by and you'll go chasing after it because you know you've got all these things going on with that car but it's like no you've got to go back up to the hill and sit down and watch it go past and just observe it that is exactly this. Like I've said many times, I'm not the only person saying this. It's same in different pen. But you know, it's whatever spiritual book you read, whatever mindset book you read, it's all the same thing. Whether they use metaphors, whether they use angels, whether they use, you know, just practical techniques, mm-hmm. say it's all the same thing. It's be, 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 being aware that you are not your mind. Mm-hmm. Your mind is a computer program, which sounds a bit out there, that we install. Because obviously, for example, um, to not freak people out, but like, say if you learn to drive a car, right? When you first got in the car, you go first gear. Oh my god, second gear. Oh, oh, windows. Oh, indicators. Oh, look behind me. Oh, you, you're panicking. I could get in a car now and drive to Blackpool, and, and can't even remember driving because I've just done it automatically. Okay. So what happens? We repeat, 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 repeat. It then goes into our subconscious, so it runs automatically. So I can get in a car like the phrase. It's like riding a bike. You can get on a bike years later and still ride a bike. It's because it's in your subconscious. So these thoughts aren't a devil on your shoulder, aren't something, someone beating you up. It's just the way you've thought has been repeated, repeated, repeated. It's then sunk into your subconscious. But you have got the power to release them. And the power is through the awareness that they're not you. Mm-hmm. It's isn't you. And, and, and it's a bit by bit, step by step. If you start to be aware of that, you'll start to feel more peace. And that's what we want. So it's a good week to finish on. Yeah, you you talked about this a little bit, I think, during a New Habits Week. And it just reminded me of something because I wanted to ask you this then. Have you heard of a chap called Eckhart Tolle? Yeah, (laughs) of course. He's one of the biggest names. He's like the Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) He's like the Beyonce of um, mindfulness or my coaching. 
because uh, um, I'd never heard of him. And I, when I was doing my counselling course, uh, there was a group of girls and they were all talking about him. And I'm like, who is he? And they're like, oh, you haven't heard of him. And I can't remember how I got into him, whether I read his book or I listened to him on a podcast or something. But his whole thing was about doing that observing. He was very close to committing suicide. And he was like, why am I committing suicide? And he was like, I can't live with myself. And he was going, well, what is it about me that I can't live with? And that's where he kind of realized that his brain and his thoughts were different to who he actually was and he could separate those. But it's a such a massive thing to unpick, I'd imagine. It is and it isn't. You're right. right. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a dichotomy. It's, it's isn't it isn't. Because on some level, it feels an endless task. Yeah. But all you've got to do all day is just be aware of what you're thinking mm-hmm. and thoughts that are negative. We have an emotional guidance system within us. So when we when we're having negative thoughts, we feel it. Ugh. You know, we could go deeper into metaphysics and quantum physics that have talked about the idea that every um, cell has a vibration and the lower the vibration, the heavier we feel. So actually, they've proven that negative thoughts make us feel heavier and more. Ugh. So you can feel when things are going through your head that aren't particularly well-being thoughts now it's not about judgment because if if you've heard me say this many times in the podcast if i said to you don't think of a pink elephant you've thought of one so you can't not not think something so it's not about going oh here we go again negative thoughts it's about smiling neutrally and going right what am i thinking now because am i this thought like i said before or am i the one thinking this thought the one observing this thought. And if I'm observing this old chatter about my ex, or if I'm observing this thing that I think I'm ugly, then it can't be me because I'm observing it. And and the, the analogy of the cars is just like the idea of the analogy of the, watching the clouds. But what sometimes people do is then use the kind of, right, put it in a bubble and push it away. But you can't push it away because that elephant gets bigger and pinker. It's yeah. about neutrally, and I keep using that word, because what happens is a lot of people will go, oh, here I go again, negative Nelly, bloody cat. I can't switch off my mind. But you're never going to. If you smile and go, oh, my mind's chattering again. Can you feel a difference in the energy? It's not as kind of, oh, and then you're adding to it. So it's about all about neutrality. All Eckhart Tolle talks about is neutrally observing. Every teacher says the same thing. It's not about getting mad at yourself. It's just about going, right, in this moment, because most the idea, Kedrin, is not to be where you're just constantly thinking about thinking. It's about getting on with your day, but just spot. The odd time when you start to feel icky and go, why do you feel icky? Oh, I'm doubting myself. Oh, I think I look ugly. Oh, I think I look fat. Oh, I'm angry at my ex. All these different things. You just go, right, brilliant. These are things that are running subconsciously. These are things I've installed through repetition. Well, they've proven through brain scans that when people have started to observe old patterns, they've started to observe the chitter-tattery monkey. They've started to observe they were about to moan about their ex. They've actually seen the, the, the neuroplasticity, the, the kind of what connects all the neurons, loosen up. That is bonkers. That's physical evidence that by you just becoming more observing of who you are, rather than being lost in it, that it actually starts to make differences. It's an ongoing process. There's nothing wrong. There's, not, there's no end goal. But the more aware you are about how amazing you are and how many things that thwart us through these little rubbishy voices that we've installed, but the great thing, the more observa- observing you are of them, the less power they have. It's like putting the, the light under the, the bed to see there's no monster there, really. You know, it's, it's, it's so 
weird in a concept, but we've all done it. And I had it. I would known panic attacks, depression, loads of things when I was younger in my teenage years that were so scared of our own mind because mm-hmm. it, it's run us. I think what's happening now with all these books and these wellness and, and mental health is it's not running us anymore. You know, we're being, being aware of it and using it for what it's for, which is to have a great life. Yeah. I am. Um, I always remember one of my tutors talking to me about this because I had massive doubts myself about completing my counseling course and whether I'd be any good and actually be able to help anybody. And she talked very much about how I was very much in my head all the time. And I'm doing a lot of running recently and I find running or doing something like that really helps clear away the cobwebs, but also I can do a lot of thinking, but quite often exactly what you were saying there, actually, I can, I can get, go out for a run and I can be in a certain mood and then I can't start dwelling on certain things. And I can feel like, I just like, I just want to stop now. I don't want to keep on running. But I'm going to have to practice that. But she says, like, when you go out for a run, don't stay in your head. Experience it. Be in your body. Thinking about, like, how your body feels rather than staying in your head all the time and being aware around around you. But I'm going to practice that a little bit more, I think, when I go out for a run and when I start having those thoughts. Yeah, because they're not you. This is the thing. That voice in your head, Kedrin, like the voice in my head, sounds like Ben, talks like Ben, has opinions like Ben but it isn't Ben. It's the old Ben that I installed through the fears, through the bullying, through social media, through the news that I've installed fear in my head through repetition. So there's nothing wrong with it. It's not someone controlling me. It's just like riding the bike. I've installed myself to self-doubt. I've installed, see what I mean? So it's all about smiling. So when you're going for a run and you spot that, smile and go, ah, I see what's happening here. I'm actually getting lost in my thoughts and my energy's been dragged down. That's enough just to shift a tiny bit that next time it won't happen as much. So you might still go down a little bit. Mm. It's not about suddenly becoming utopian and suddenly, you know, Zen and everything sorted. But there's so much power in just, say if you went for that run and it happened again and you you got yourself down and you didn't realise. But if you do it next time and you just spot it, even if you did get yourself dragged down, that's so much more powerful than you realise because you've caught the... You've caught the program, quote, in the act, where before it ran as you. And they're going, hang on, I see what I'm doing. I'm doing that thing that I, I think about some over and over again and it drags me down. That's enough. And that's what they've proven. But people don't realise that subtle, tiny difference is enough that next time you go for a run-in, you'll catch it earlier. And then you'll catch it earlier. So it's all about training. I always say the mindset is just like the gym. You wouldn't go to the gym once and expect muscles, as you know, you've quoted me many times. You know, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't go to the gym and pick up a 50 kilogram weight and go, oh, I can't carry this, chuck it down and walk out the gym. You wouldn't do it. You wouldn't eat a salad and expect to lose 15 stone. I'm, I'm not being condescending. I'm just saying it's obvious. You wouldn't even question it. But with mindset, people want a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. That's why we've done the six-week course. That's why I've saved this till last. This is something that we, you know, is, is just subtle, that now backs up the rest of the weeks, that by just being aware of what you're doing with neutrality, not to beat yourself up. But I want to put this bit in as well, that people then go, because I've had a few people say, yeah, but we need negativity. We need to know what to do, not to do things. We need to learn from mistakes. Of course we do. We can be critical without being emotional about it. So mm-hmm. I can do a podcast or do a um a uh, a session or a a workshop and I can go actually Ben he spoke too fast there and Ben that um it that bit was a bit slow 
without going, oh, you're rubbish. I'm rubbish. See what I mean? We we can be critical and be self-reflective without going, without adding the emotion of I'm rubbish, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I can't do this. Do you see what I mean? So the idea of being critical, yes, of course. But then it's only that little voice in our head that could be an old teacher that's installed it that then self-doubts. But all you've got to do is the power of spotting that. You go, mm-hmm. ah, there's a program. Boom. That's all I've got to do today. Done. Just doing that will make a massive difference in a few months because you're starting to spot the program and it's called awareness. And going back to Eckhart Tolle, he calls it awareness. When you're aware, you have so much more power than you think. Mm-hmm. And, and it's only subtly, that's all you got to do is spot it. That's the first step. Yeah, actually, I, I did quote you this morning when I was doing the other <laughs> podcast with uh, with my um, my friend Becky, who's a personal trainer. But because so many people do want quick fixes, I know from being a swimming world consultant, people want to come and expect to be following the plan for two weeks and losing five stone or, or whatever. But it's the same, isn't it? It's it's the same with anything. It takes time. You know, we are changing habits. Your brain is a complicated organ, isn't it? And so by training it and practicing it, practicing it, and sometimes, you know, you're going to go back to square one. You're going to go back to your old habits because that's what you've already known. That program is how it's always always run, but it's just keep practicing it. It sounds simple when you talk about it. Say, you've just got to change your mindset to observe it. But even if you go for your day, this is what I'm saying. Like, I want you to pick everyone, everyone to pick up the five kilogram weight today. And the five kilogram weight is just to go... And, you know, it's go for your day and spot them voices that you know aren't you. They're the voices you installed from your childhood, the voices that you installed from your teacher, the voices you installed from your ex. All these different things that may have just been installed that you're rubbish, you can't do this. And go, ah, hang on, that isn't me. Thank you. I've spotted that for the first time ever, that voice that was coming in that sounds like me, talks like me, walks like me. That is enough. That's a five kilogram weight done for today. Mm. And and these are the small things you, you this is what I'm saying. The awareness is something you practice mm-hmm. and, it, and it's subtle and it gets easier. Yeah. But it's not about suddenly going, I've got to be aware of all my thoughts. You haven't. But what I want, all the all you've got to pick up is the five kilogram weight is just to go, right, that voice isn't me. And oh my God, the power that you, you get from just saying that. Because you think it's you that thinks you're ugly. It isn't. Mm-hmm. You think it's you that thinks you're stupid. It isn't. It's a voice that's been installed through repetition of the way your ex spoke to you, the way your teacher spoke to you, the way your parents may have spoke to you, unintentionally, obviously. Yeah. You see what I mean? Now, I'm not trying to say it's easy, but what I'm saying, there is an out, there is, an, there is a strategy out, and that's what's great. Mm-hmm. It's just simple step by step, being aware more and more, being aware of being positive, being aware of what you're eating, being aware of what you're watching. It's just... We get we run into I hate the word you know people being asleep because you hear it a lot in people like but we are asleep without realizing it we just go through our day thinking the same things doing the same things when you start to be aware even if it's just once a day they've proven that that is enough to make a difference just mm-hmm. once a day okay I can do that I can definitely do that I always feel like these sessions that we record with just me and you is a bit like a therapy session <laughs> <laughs> well no <laughs> it's for both of us. Because you always pick topics, and uh, well, I, I've been thinking a lot about this this week. Because we obviously talked about the subjects that we we're doing each week, but I've been thinking a lot about it because I hold on to things, and something's just happened recently, and I don't want to go too much detail about it. But I kind of had made a massive change in something and thought I'd let it go, but then something's happened, 
and then I feel like I'm right back to square one with it. Right. Well, this is perfect timing because in this week, I've also given a technique. So okay. we can do an example of that live on this podcast because it's on the app anyway. But on the Monday one, you've got me explaining what we're doing this week, which is actually no task. It's just this being aware. Mm-hmm. But also I teach the technique, which is called it's called the Sedona method. And it's just finding that feeling because a lot of feelings stay within us and emotions because we don't observe it. We shove it down or we think it shouldn't be here. Going back to the pink elephant, you know, the reason why that is so powerful is we're saying, I, you know, try not to think of a pink elephant. Well, you try not to one, it just gets bigger and pinker because we're resisting it rather than just let it pass. Like you said about the cars. So the great thing about this technique is you don't even have to tell me what it is. All you need to do is find the feeling of it. Okay. And what we're going to do is five steps. First step is to welcome it, which sounds really weird because we fight negative emotions, but we're going to welcome it. We're going to welcome it in like you'd welcome a, an upset child. You wouldn't f- push him away. Mm. We then ask it three questions. Could I let this go? Would I let this go? And when will I let this go? Right. And obviously I'll guide you through it. And the final stage is to take a second and deep breath and reassess. So I'll guide you through it now with this. The great thing is you don't have to tell all the listeners what it is. That's what's great about this. So find the emotion that you feel. Now, I want you to find it within you, the emotion. So it could be something triggering it, but it could be, oh, it makes me really sad or it makes me angry or it makes me guilty or it makes me, whatever it is, I want you to find it. That's step one. And what we're going to do is when we ask it the three questions, Sounds weird, Kedron, but you're, you're not asking you. Because if I said to you, do you want to let this go? You'd be like, yeah. A bit like if you were really, really peeved off, really peeved off, something's just happening, you're really livid. And I said to you, do you want to let it go? Part of me is like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's the voice of the emotion. The emotion is still roaring you. Do you know what I mean? Even though logically you want to let it go, you don't because you're like, I want to give it my time of day. They're really peeved. So what we're doing is when we're asking those three questions, we're asking it to the emotion not you because the emotion might not want to go the emotion might say nope i'm blooming valid here and it's that key again it's all about the awareness Mm -hmm. and then so that's what we do so if you give this emotion a feeling of zero to ten of zero being nothing ten being the most extreme Mm -hmm. what would it be as a number nine okay brilliant so firstly one of the most important steps is to welcome it so find the feeling within you yeah. within you where is it in your body you don't have to say it out loud but i'm just going to talk you through it but where is it in your body how does it feel is it a color where is it a is it as is it tangible is it you know some people see colors some people have feelings some people have visuals it's it's all down to you as kedrin how what it is and within you and what i want you to do is for probably the first time is not fight it is to welcome it so if you if it was like a child crying in the street you want to welcome it so you say to yourself hello like you go like an old friend. So you're not trying to push it away. You're trying to feel it and give it its time of day. So that is the first stage. Welcome the feeling. So if you open, it was like in some ways you were kind of virtually opening your arms like an upset child. So say if it's anger, you won't push an angry child away or a sad child. You go, oh, come here. That is what you want to do with the emotion. Because what we're doing now is not getting the elephant bigger and pinker. We're welcoming it because we're not, it's there. The feeling is there. And also there's, it's neutral. There's nothing wrong with it. This first round, Kedron, I'm going to talk a lot and expat and just to explain what it is so you, you're doing it right. Then obviously the next few rounds it'd be a bit quicker. So you want to welcome it and and not welcome it like, right, I welcome it to get rid of it. No, you're not fighting it anymore. 
you're just welcoming the feeling it's okay this nine or whatever it is is fine can you feel the difference rather than going oh i shouldn't feel that oh, i'm back here again it's it's welcoming it going hey up so that's stage one <laughs> so stage two is asking it the first question not you feeling take a second and ask it if i could could i let this go and take a second ask the feeling and then tell me out loud what the answer is it could be no never yes don't know i don't want to there's no right or wrong whatever it says is the correct answer so could i let this go i think yes but not right now brilliant not right now super mm. isn't it funny how it even it's not a this we all do it it's because this is this one we're speaking to the emotion it doesn't want to go yet if I could, though, so I know you said no, you don't want to let it go now, but we have to it, it cross that out and just say, if you could, would you let this go? So if I had a magic wand and I could let this, and we could let this go, take a second, ask the feeling, would I let this go? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So yeah. if I could and I would, which you've said yes to them anyway, when will I let this go? And I'm just going to quickly explain this because normally with clients, when you do this, it feels like a timeline like it's far away or it's getting closer. So if it's like, oh, never, can't even see it, that's fine. But when, if I could and I would, when will I let this go? Just take a second and ask the feeling. Mm, I would say, no, sorry, I wouldn't. My emotion would say probably a good month or so. Yeah. Or sometimes it's when he, <laughs> when he <laughs> apologises, when this changes, when that, that's fine. Whatever the feeling says is right. Okay, take a deep breath, through your nose, breathe all the way out, and then go back and reassess it. Okay, well, and ask it those same questions. Just go back and see how you feel. So go back and reassess the feeling. You were at a nine before. Mm -hmm. Where are we now? I'd say about five. Okay. So this five, again, there's no nothing wrong with it. So stage one is you welcome the remaining feeling. So like, hey, up. I'm sorry for how do how are you doing no it is i know i always a clients always laugh it's because i want people to go we're so used to pushing negative emotions away and it just the fear of the negative emotions are sometimes worse than the negative emotions themselves and all they want to do is to be felt and observed mm -hmm. so welcome the five that's remaining whatever emotion it is with love genuineness and it's like hey up i'm not pushing you away anymore you're not bad you just are yeah. okay that's what the welcoming is. It's, it's about going, it's not a bad feeling. It just is a feeling. And if it was happy, you wouldn't push it away. Uh, so welcome the feeling. Okay. And then so that's stage one. Stage two, could I let this remaining feeling go? Take a second and ask the feeling, could I let this remaining feeling go? Yeah, it feels like it, yeah. Isn't it funny how it changes? Oh, yeah. Right, so if I could take a second, find the emotion, would I let this remaining feeling go? If I could and had a magic wand, would I let this remaining feeling go? Yeah, it feels it feels a lot easier than the first time Last. I went into it, yeah. So if I could and I would, take a second, when will I let this remaining feeling go? It might feel closer. It might still feel miles away, but it might feel closer. I still think it'll be a couple of weeks. Ah, so it's gone down for a month. That's fine. Right, brilliant. Take a deep breath. Through your nose, breathe all the way out, through your mouth, and then find the feeling and reassess. Mm, still feel it's like maybe a three or a four. Oh, 
Kedrin, you've this has dropped fast. Sometimes it only drops one or two. So this is a really good drop. It's not a competition. It's not about speed. I know it sounds weird <laughs> saying we're not trying to get rid of it, but in tr- not trying to get rid of it, we get rid of it. Mm-hmm. If you try to get rid of it, it just gets bigger and pinker. It's about the idea of welcoming it. And actually, I just want to say this in case someone's doing this along at home. For example, if you start with anger, it might be you start at nine or ten or an anger, but then by the time you get to five or a six, you're actually just sad the person did that. So trust the emotional journey you go on with it. So if it does slightly shift, it's fine because that's normally you letting go of the kind of onion onion layers. It, so was, it remain- was anger that I was dealing with. Well, I, I I'm feeling anger. It, that was where it started. And you know, um, like say if it drops from a high to somewhere in the middle, it's easier to deal with, isn't it? Of course. Yeah, totally. And there's, and there's no judgment with this. It's, it's okay to feel angry. Can you see the feel of just the neutrality of it and actually going, oh, it's okay to be angry? Oh, it's okay to feel sad? Yes. Because <laughs> when we fight it, that's when it just stays. And it's the fear of the emotions that, that cause a lot of us to stay stuck in them. So um, let's do it again. So was it three or four? You said something around there. Three, three or four, yeah. Yeah, okay. So find the feeling again mm-hmm. and just with neutrality and I think the type of job you do that's why I think you're very sensitive to this and picking it up quite quick I want you to welcome it and just go like a up and, and actually genuinely like like love it like you would happiness yeah. like you would like this anger's the remaining anger's okay it's actually a brilliant part of me can you see the difference rather than fighting oh, I should feel this so welcome the feeling with love first question this three or four this that last little bit of anger could I let it go yeah. If I could take a second, would I let this remaining feeling go? Mm-hmm. So if I could and I would, when will I let this remaining feeling go? Yeah, I still think it's going to be a little, like a, at least a week, two weeks still. I still, okay. I still, the emotion still feels like it needs to hang on to it for a little while. Right. And this is the perfect point. Every client gets this, and I knew it's going to come. This is going back to what we started this session. This sorry session is <laughs> this um, <laughs> podcast like a therapy session talking to you. <laughs> it's that holding on to the hot coal. So what happens? That part of us, it happens every client. You get to like two or three or four, and it kind of hits a bit of a null, big a lull because they're like, because part of them does not want to let it go. And this is a bit I reiterate every single time of every client that by letting it go doesn't mean you're giving up. By letting go of this last two, three, four is not them winning and you losing. It's actually you winning, mm-hmm. that you feel free. And actually, you win. <laughs> it's win-win. So I always iterate this because it comes to the point, and that's why sometimes some clients really struggle to get moved past two, three, or four, because they go, yeah, but I just don't think I can. I'm like, but just be aware, going into the next few rounds, be aware of that. And it's okay again. That's what we've been trained to do. So that's why it's a perfect kind of full circle, really. So let's uh, take a deep breath. And then let's go back. I'm probably guessing it's hovering. It's still around a two or a three. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's this remaining feeling. So we have to give it a little talk and just welcome it again and just go, do you know what? It's, it's okay up. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to let this go. It's okay. And just have a little welcome. Like, hey, up, you don't have to be here. You're welcome here. But I don't have to hold on to you. And but you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Which I know sounds weird if people think, oh, I don't want to feel this feeling. But the more you welcome it, the less you fight against it, the quicker it moves through. Yeah, some negative emotions aren't amazing to feel. Definitely not. This technique helps you move through them. 
but you have to allow them and welcome them and love them with neutrality, which I know sounds weird and counterintuitive, but it's the only way you move through them. Otherwise, they just stay like hovering over you. I was just thinking, because sometimes like when I've worked with clients, people do see different kind of emotions to be good or bad. And so anger is always one of those ones where people think it's a bad emotion, but anger is there for a purpose. All your emotions are there for a purpose because it's your body, your your mind telling you something, but it's what you do with it, isn't it? And how you like what we're doing now. Exactly. This is why it's a perfect one for this podcast. It's perfect because you could say, like I said about people questioning negativity, we'll, we'll finish this session. We want to, I want to clear it with you. But like the thing is that people say, well, we need negativity. Like you said, I don't be walked over. You're absolutely right. But it shouldn't burn you up day in, day out. I now am more childlike of my emotions. So before I used to kind of be a people pleaser, and want everyone to like me. Mm-hmm. So I keep my emotions in and would never express them. So now I'm more childlike. We look at children, right? They are perfect with this. They express their emotion. They're screaming and shouting. Then it's done. Done. They're crying. They've probably still got tears down the face and they're playing. And that's what I'm more like now. I get angrier less. Less I am, but I'm angrier faster. <laughs> but it's done. Yeah. I'm out. I'm more like a stroppy child. I can feel it within. But then it goes. And that's the difference. So, but then I learn from it. So like when I had it in my previous place of work, when I used this technique, I would... I was livid about a situation. I used, I let the emotion pass through. I used this technique and I still went to my boss with some bullet points, but I was a lot more calm. Yeah. I didn't, I stood, and I stand up for myself more than ever now, but I do it from a calmer point of view. So it's not about giving up or being weak or, or giving in or not being, having a backbone. It's about letting the emotion go. So then you can then calmly make a decision whether to leave that person yeah, yeah. or to say something to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, so actually yeah. I wanted to put that in there. It's not about giving in and being weak. It's about you being stronger by having a stability that you don't have when you're in the rage mm-hmm. uh, mode. So this remaining feeling, let's welcome it and, and enjoy it. I know it sounds weird, but these weird things I'm saying to you sound really counterintuitive, but enjoy the remaining anger. It's nothing bad. It's just a part of you showing you something. That's it. And it just wants to be heard. So welcome the last little bit of anger. It might, it might be frustration. Now. It might be niggle, whatever word it is now. Mm. And just welcome it and just say to it gently, could I let this last little bit go? Could I let this last little bit go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I can. Okay. If I could, would I let this last little bit go? No pressure to, but would I, if I could? Yeah. If I could, and I would, when will I let this last little bit go? No pressure to, but when will I? <laughs> I feel better about it now. Yeah, I do. And it, just that l- last little bit that you said there about being calmer about it so that if we need to go back into that situation that's caused it, I feel like I could possibly handle that better. See, this is, this is why a coach, so I, I'm not I'm just only showing you what I've, I've learned with it, but is that I know why when we get to three or four, there's always a niggling point because people don't want to let go because one, they feel the other person's won or two, they feel that there's, well, there must be benefit in this. There's a reason for this. And you're absolutely right. And you're seeing that, that there's, you now have made a decision, might've realized something about someone that you didn't before. That's, they're still valid, but you can just let go of the emotion. You can learn from the situation, but you can detach the emotion from it. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. The emotion's done its job. It's pointed you in a direction. We don't need it anymore. The sadness points in the direction. We don't need it anymore. 
you, you see what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's something that when we realise the emotions are brilliant, the negative emotions can show us some some amazing gifts. We don't need to keep it. That's the thing. Unfortunately, we get so scared of feeling these negative emotions, and don't get me wrong, some of them feel hideous, mm-hmm. you know, panic attacks, etc. But when you start to stop fighting it, they then move through you quicker. Quick story before we do your final round. Um, I was on a plane once when I used to suffer from panic attacks. It was one of the last proper ones I ever had. I was in my seatbelt and it came and I knew I had three hours on this plane. And I went, right, here we go. It's just me and you. And I could, and I thought, there's no point fighting it, it's here. And it was the first time I surrendered to it. I went, right, it's here. And I could feel it, like you, we all know the feeling, it burns through you and, you, and I'm like, right. And for a minute it was there. And then it just went, and it went, because I wasn't trying to fight anymore. Mm. I thought, well, I'm here now. And and it's never come back as strong as that day. Never, ever. Oh. So it's it's not saying it's a quick fix. I'm just saying that these, the power of awareness, the power of not fighting these emotions, being aware of them and, and letting them pass. And that's what all the teachers talk about in all the books. It's the same thing, different then. It's mm. a thing of just, they're not us. They're there. And they, we can feel them <laughs> like clouds in front of the sun. But the sun is always there. That is who we really are. So let's do one final round to make sure it's gone. Okay. Um, so take it, find, try and find the remaining feeling. It might just be like a little niggle. And that might just be irrelevant. It might be whatever it is. But what number are we at? Uh, very low now. I think I think what also has happened, helped with this is that you haven't given me the opportunity to tell you all about it and moan about it, <laughs> which helps, doesn't it? So I don't, I don't feel, yeah, maybe a little bit of a niggle. That's the thing. And that's why I purposely don't get my, my clients to talk about it because it, it, it sounds weird. We're just getting involved with it. Like, and of course it's good to talk, but sometimes it's good to talk. Then sometimes we then just cement it in. So it's, mm-hmm. everything about life is a balance. Do you know what I mean? You can go too far and have too much healthy food that you're having no fats. And no, like we said last week, it's all about everything about moderation. So I think we need to talk and express our emotions. The, what I, I say the, the analogy is there's a fine line between expressing your emotions that you need help and you, you want some support then go having a bad day getting on Facebook going oh I don't know why I bother you know and you know there's a slight difference in the energy of the two one is like dragging it up and one is expressing and I think can you see the difference it's so subtle but there that's why I don't ask you what the problem is because I don't want to talk about it what we want to do is just allow it to be yeah yeah mm-hmm. so let's do the final one so this remaining little niggle that's left, mm-hmm. let's welcome it with absolute love. It's done its job. It's not bad. It's a beautiful part of you that's shown you some nuggets that you can move forward with. Could I let this last little niggle go? Yeah, definitely. If I could, would I let this last little niggle go? Yeah. And if I could and I would, when will I let this last little niggle go? Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And I promise you, Kedrin, it won't come back. Okay. It won't come back the same way it did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't like using the word promise, but what I'm saying is you won't see it be back, come back as strong. You know, the situation might come. Of course, you might get nervous or a little bit. Be like, ah, I'm not as bothered as I was. I'm not holding on to it as long as I did. And that all you've done there is given its power. You haven't fought it. You haven't gone, oh, I don't want this feeling. Oh, I'm back there again. I'm angry. Oh, you haven't gone, it's a bad feeling. It just is. You've allowed it to just be. And it's gone. Mm. And all we've done, really, the, the, the kind of 
magic in the, you know, the, the kind of what's it called the uh, moral of the story of the of the uh, fable is all we did even though we asked it questions we were just giving it time to speak yeah. and time to be that was all we were doing mm-hmm. and that's how powerful it is just to be with our emotions that rather than fighting them and yes sometimes when they're very deep and very hard emotions it's nice to have someone there along the way to, to guide you and be there but what I'm saying to most people, most of our days, we're not at that depth. <laughs> so when you are niggled about stuff, just take a second and go, oh, I'm niggled. Okay, that's all right. It's okay. Can you feel the difference? And that, yeah. is, that is the true power of awareness, of being aware of what you're thinking. It reminds me a bit of when I used to work in retail and about when you get an annoyed customer that comes in. <laughs> and usually the customers come in and they're obviously, if they've got a complaint, they've got a niggle about something and they can be really angry. But once all they want is to be heard and for you to listen to them go, yeah, I understand that I'd be naffed off if, if that happened to me. And once you listen to them and let them get it out, you usually find that it calms them down a bit. That's, that's just what it kind of reminds me of. <laughs> of course. Now, let's go back to your anger. But what you were doing, you were fighting between two things. One, I don't want to feel this anger. I shouldn't feel it. Don't want to feel it. Go away. But I do, want it, but I do deserve it. I want to feel it because I deserve it. But I want... So you're having this constant kind of energetic battle, which is keeping it going. Yin and yang, yin and yang, anger, 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 anger. When you've gone, ah, well, hey, up anger. I'm angry about this. I'm really peeved off and I'm allowed to be. This anger is beautiful. This anger is as good as happiness. And I'm going to allow it to be. And I'm going to see where it goes. And straight away, you'll feel a release, you know, but then it will slowly dissipate. Of course, your anger takes time, you know, to, to, to move and move through you. Because it's not about it's going to go through like that, you know, but it will start to slowly move through you and start to release. And then you'll see the gift in it. You'll go, right, I'm not having that ever again. Right, I'm going to speak to my boss about uh, change of role. Yeah. Or I'm going to speak to my partner about this. Or I'm going to speak. See the difference? You're not... It's everything. If you see everything, it's just a gift. And I know it's hard, easier said than done. But if you start to f- stop fighting it, it just wants its time of day. It wants to be heard. And you hit the nail on the head. If you remember every emotion you feel as a child, that you know, like I said, someone coming into your shop, <laughs> it just wants to be heard. Yeah. Why am I angry? I'm angry about this. Okay. But what normally happens is that voice in your head then continues the the banter. So it'd be like, yeah, you're right to be angry. Bloody hell, he shouldn't have done. Okay, you're angry about that. Okay, anything else? <laughs> like I said to that old, old lady, the elderly lady, did it kind of the, it, what are you thinking? Taking the emotion out of it, yeah, and just observing it, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what all the books talk about, and that's what my final week is. I talk about this, and I've got the technique that you can go over in there as well. So if you scroll down on the Monday, you'll see it's within the, the Monday one that the technique's in there for people to have a go at. And obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you can just rewind it and do it along with yeah. me and Kedrin. But then five steps are really simple, but the, the key is really the secret is you're just giving it its time of day. That's it. Brilliant. Appreciate that, Ben. Thank you for my therapy session. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. <laughs> no, because you've what you've done is a prime example of what everyone does. I didn't want to hear about what, not in a rude way, what it was. It didn't matter to me. Yeah. I just wanted to, to give the emotion its beautiful time of day mm-hmm. and, and not fight it. And can you feel the difference of just just accepting it rather than fighting it? It's it's so subtle, and especially if you're trained like me and you are in this kind of arena, we want to feel good. And if we don't, we want to why not <laughs> go away, bad feeling, rather than going hey up. <laughs> 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 right, how are we doing? 
if I do this exercise again with any of these, I'm going to think about you and that voice going, hey, up. <laughs> you well, see what I mean? It's that subtle difference rather than going, right, I'll do this bloody technique to get rid of this anger, I hate it, or get rid of this sadness. <laughs> do you see what I mean? It's Once you do that, once you try to get rid of it, the elephant gets bigger and pinker. It's about genuinely going, ah, I've been trying to push this way. I've judged this emotion. That judging of emotion keeps it there. Mm. So when you're like, I feel sad. Okay, welcome, sadness. Welcome, it's okay. I feel sad. Right, it's all right. Beautiful like a child. Welcome it in. Hi, sadness. Right, could I let this go? And, and, and it will eventually pass, but you're not trying to do it to get rid of it. And mm. that's the trick. If we're doing the technique and you're listening back to this, don't think, right, I bloody hate this feeling. I'm going to get rid of it. It won't go. You've got to love it. You've got to welcome it. You've got to accept it for what it is. And then it will slowly. Mm. All it's done is fed off you. Sorry, Ken, I'm keeping this podcast going. That's right. It's just a big, <laughs> like like we said about, you know, um, Janie's session about food and, al- food and alcohol, food and <laughs> exercise. Yeah. Uh, so it was not about alcohol. Um, but it's something I want people to get. And I know it's been a longer podcast than normal, but I think it's the, our final one for this happy, happy. And I want people to understand that it's just simple things. It's just simple tweaks in their awareness mm-hmm. and, and can make a massive difference in time, bit by bit by bit. I mean, this is the whole reason we set up the happy and us her podcast is to give people little things that they can do that looking after your mental health and well-being and all these kind of things that we've gone throughout the wellness program. There are just little things that people can do. And it's just, about like you say changing your mindset and again the same with nutrition and Jenny was talking about it you know if you like bread we'll maybe swap to a wholemeal bread if you like pasta and you know just small changes that you can make and it's the same with your brain as it is with your with everything really so yeah yeah just not fighting it just stop don't fight how you feel use the emotion it's showing you something and it will pass it will pass Right. Oh, no, end of our podcast. <laughs> well, we said we'd catch up next week anyway. And do yeah, like, we did, yeah. Uh, like, let's, how's it all gone and w- what we've uh, thought. And we'll get some feedback from market participants about how they found it. We've already had some quite good sessions already where people have uh, talked about how they've got on with stuff. And we can share that with our, our listeners, if that's all yeah, right. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, a live demo on air, which is great. <laughs> right, then. Well, thank all you right, Have much. a lovely week. We'll be in touch, I'm sure. Take care. I'll see you on Sunday. You're listening to The Happiness Hub, part of the Redshift Community Podcast Network with me, Liz Parkin. And me, Kedron Elliott. Every episode, we'll share top tips on how to get happy and stay happy. So listen in, get involved and be happy.